Hey, Kyle. Hey, Lincoln. Hey, so before... All right, fucking... I got I got an opening to this. So I want to start out by giving my score. I know that this is kind of a weird thing, but I just I need to explain it a lot because I'm going to give it a, a, an interesting score that I think you're going to like, Kyle. Is it interesting? I bet I don't know what it is already because we've restarted this five times. Go on. Kyle, I'm giving Hellboy a zero. What? That's crazy. I didn't see that coming. Hey, so I'm giving it a zero on a couple of levels because I think realistically, realistically, I should give this movie a two. Okay. But I'm not going to. This is my this is my hill that I'm dying on is that this movie is so forgettably bad and it's so just disjointed and mm-hmm. it does everything like my zero that I'm that it's coming from is because of also how big of a fan of Hellboy I am because not only is it a bad movie it's a bad representation of Hellboy it's a bad Hellboy adaptation as a whole of like the character story feel everything this is boring for me it fails on every front that it could fail and i don't want to give it anything higher than a zero like i want to just forget about this movie you never will i prop yeah probably not you're gonna probably talk about this movie again this year because it's hard for me (laughs) like i watched what i really what there's very few things in life that give me like a sense of wonder a sense of like whimsicality 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 okay and comic books is one of those things more specifically x-men and hellboy which are like my they do really good with those movie franchises though they what do really well with the movie franchises oh okay those two that's what i thought you said yeah i don't know which ones that you've been watching kyle well dark phoenix looks great you know it's funny i actually i watched the dark phoenix trailer yesterday with Lily because mm-hmm. there's like the new trailer and I stopped it every time I had a problem with it and it was like a half an hour like Ted talk on why I'm gonna hate her life just must be great yeah yeah I, I basically mean, just hold her hostage so many people are so envious of the choices she has made you know you just sit there and watch me talk about X-Men for an hour I'm so glad it's her and not me now. <laughs> I really am. But Kyle, we can do the same thing. We can just pull it up on the TV. No. And I can stop it every time and tell you why that this is dumb. And no. I have to watch the movie with you. Mm-hmm. That will be enough for me. Well, the th- so the thing about Hellboy, I had all of this stuff kind of planned to talk about because I really was going to go in depth on how much it fucked the source material. But two things. One, it got to the point where it was just too much. And two, I just, like, I want to forget about this movie to the point of where I just don't even, like, want to talk about it. What did you think of David Harbour? I think... I'm trying to find a glimmer of positivity. Well, I have... Okay, there there is there is positive things I have to say. So the positive thing about David Harbour that I have is not his representation of Hellboy. It's kind of like I like the... But Hellboy's always been a brooding teenager. No, that's what he is in this movie. I like his dedication to the vision of that Hellboy, because that version he's very dedicated with. Which one of the things that I do want to talk about is all of the 
post movie stuff that's come out. Can about I talk about how sometimes the Hellboy voice made it hard to understand what the fuck he was saying? Yeah, because they did like the pitch down. It was really hard sometimes to understand the dialogue. Maybe that's why the jokes failed miserably. No, they failed miserably because they were shitty jokes. They were there were only a couple that were okay. They were bad. So recently it's come out a lot of the background stuff of, of on set and how no one liked the director and the director based... Okay, so long story short, the director of the movie was gone for like a year of like filming because he fell in love with this girl that was also in the do you remember the samsung uh thing where she was sleeping with the boss to get a raise yeah he fell in love with her okay and then they went to like france this is a better movie than hellboy yeah and this was like in the middle of filming so they like peace out so then they're like well i guess we're gonna do this and then he comes back half-ass it he fires the main guy that was shooting it, which was the same guy that has shot like the descent with him and the other this stuff. This is that... the guy that made the descent? Yeah. Did you not know that? No, I like that movie. Yeah. This is the guy that made it. Who, well, he didn't. Who wrote it, though? I don't know who wrote it. I was going to say the direction wasn't bad, but the editing was really yeah. trash. So, yeah. Was, so the guy that shot bad. it, like the descent and Hellboy, he fired him. Off out of uh, no party will say why that it was fired, but based on everything that happened, it was a mixture of, hey, motherfucker, you can't just leave and go to France for a year. And also this movie is going to be terrible and I don't want to shoot it anymore kind of thing. Uh, David Harbour walked off set multiple times out of frustration with the movie. And like, yeah, he, he, he walked off. And it's not, again, a lot of this... It, Obviously, the actors and the people involved are not going to comment on it, but based off not of... yet. They will. Not, yeah, eventually they will. But based off of what I've been reading, it's like everyone knew that this movie was going to fail. Like, everyone knew that this was not going well at all. And it really is kind of saddening because David Harbour, I think, was the one person that gave a shit because he really was trying because there's also an interesting interview with Mike Mignola, who made Hellboy, that David Harbour would text him constantly and call him in the middle of the night, wondering certain things about the character and how he would act, and kind of telling him his interpretation of the character that he's trying to bring to the screen. And then it just seemed like that he gave a shit. The problem is, obviously no one else did. Because this is such a disjointed mess. They started a bunch of comics, though. They read the first few pages of a lot of them. Yeah. Well, the biggest part of it is that... And I don't have the list because, again, like I said, I just I kind of gave up on it. But they're really trying to mesh, like, five storylines together and making multiple characters, like, different characters. And I don't get it. I don't understand. It's too much. They could have just stuck to one storyline. Well, the big problem is a lot of stuff happens in the movie, but nothing happens in the movie, if that makes sense. There's no plot. There's no point to anything. Like the fucking Wild Hunt thing with the giant. Like, what was the point of that? I mean, the point of it was to set up a really ridiculous fight scene 
with giants. Which is where I first realized that this is just the movie equivalent of Duke Nukem Forever. That's 100% what I felt like I was watching. Well, it felt like... It was just a shell of what it once was. And I'm just suffering through it. I'm enduring this movie. Well, one of the things that's ridiculous is the tone of the movie is all over the place. Because all the dialogue, it's like written by a 14-year-old. But dad. But dad. And every character says fuck all the time. And there's like comical well, levels we'll of all gore. all be fucked. I, I don't. I, no one talks that way. Or the, uh, gosh, the car- I don't know what they're calling him in the movie. The, the giant pig. I don't remember what his he name He says was. fuck literally every single word. Who wrote this movie? A child. There's a lot of comparisons to Suicide Squad and Fantastic Four. Yeah, I'd say more Suicide Squad than Fantastic Four. I think they're all warranted. Because there's action in this movie, so I wouldn't compare it to Fantastic Four. Yeah, it, yeah. I would say Suicide Squad and the editing and the soundtrack and the character well, development. It was, it was ridiculous. The soundtrack was one of the worst I've heard. The soundtrack was terrible because it's like a weird kiss of death for any movie that is trying to be any kind of like good that's an action movie is if the action scenes have like a literal like fucking metal song playing with lyrics and stuff. Motley Crue. Yeah. I think it was kickstart my heart. at mm-hmm. the end. It's like Electra. That yeah, movie is just one long music video. What was the point of uh, the one dude and his fucking tiger wolf thing, his warrior tiger. So that's diamond whole build up. And then when he finally does it, he gets his ass handed to him. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. And it didn't look really good. Especially because they made him, like, not believe in ghosts. You know, because there's this there's part where the character that's, like, nine different characters, Alex, or Alice, sorry, Alice, who yeah. gives a shit, is trying to uh, find out what the spooky ghost is doing. And the Dymo guy is acting like, oh, yeah, oh, spooky ghost, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, when she vomits up the... Uh... Effects from House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. And 13 Ghosts. and You're in the fucking BPRD. The Bureau for Paranor- Paranormal Research and Defense. You are a tiger. You're a tiger, but you're acting like, wow, you believe in ghosts? His, ca- I don't know. His character, I'm not like super huge on him in the comics and stuff. He's kind of like a newer character because I think he debuted in BPRD. I don't remember him being in the original Hellboy. I, I don't know what the point well i don't know what the point of either character were because they seem like they're really minor characters at first and then you get to like when it was the end of the movie and we're like oh i guess this is the end of the movie oh yeah and then it went on for another 40 minutes yeah (laughs) you think they're just like oh look at these guys for a lot of the movie i thought alice was more of a main character than hellboy was that would have been even worse though i know but i felt like a lot of times he was the side character. We just watch him get beat up a lot. Mm-hmm. He has superpowers. He broods. And then he finds out something that they tell us in the opening fucking narration. Well. That if, made me really mad, by the way. The storytelling of it. Yeah. The big twist reveal ending is told to us in the opening narration. Because they play it up like the what? Like shocking moment. What? That's crazy. No, Spoilers for Hellboy. You but... fucking told us in the beginning. You went through the whole King Arthur and fucking Mila the Witch. Yeah. So what Mila is, is the... Witch. Come on. <laughs> Hellboy is a descendant of King Arthur and he has the rightful uh, claim to England. 
But he had to brood over taking the sword. But he had to brood over taking a sword, and then he gets the sword. Hey, you know what happens in the comics? He ends up back where the sword is. They're like, come on. Do you know what happens in the comics when he gets the sword? And they're like, hey, here's Excalibur. You know what he does? He goes, all right, that's awesome. And then he takes the sword. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't go, I don't want it, because I'll bring a part to the end of the world. Well, the thing that's ridiculous to me is the entire notion that Hellboy does not know about his future. Yeah, Most of the trailer, by the way, is the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Which, everything sucks. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about the comics versus the movie, but I'm not going to go super in-depth. I'm going to talk well, about tones. We all know how that, what that means. I'm yeah. not going to talk about actual plot this stuff. This is not a true statement. It's you all not know it? worth talking about. He says it's There's a couple of things that are worth talking about. I'm, just, I'm getting comfortable. Getting comfy? Getting comfy. Mid for the long haul. Okay. Okay, ready? Yep. Okay, Should I take so a the, nap, maybe? So the main thing that was really like disrespectful to the character is how I don't even know what Hellboy feels or cares about or anything in this movie. He's just like this vessel to spout the one-liners and then hit stuff. Yeah. But he has like no emotions. Motivation. And motivation, which is ridiculous because in the comic, that's completely not the case because Hellboy knows about what his future is supposed to be. And that's a part of his character is that he's constantly fighting against his destiny because his destiny is to become the bringer of the apocalypse and reign over the world as it is consumed by demons. But he doesn't want to do that because he is a good guy. But in this movie, he's just like doing things and has motivations to do things that are not clear. And when he says why he's doing something at one point, it doesn't make sense. It's such a boring character in the movie. Yeah. Which, comic Hellboy isn't the most interesting character there is. Because comic Hellboy is pretty reserved. A lot of the comic... A reason why I think the movie fails a lot in terms of representation of the source material is because the original comic is not super action-y. I don't know why they keep trying to make it into a fucking action movie. So people will watch it. It's like a detective noir fantasy. Can we put in perspective just how good this movie is? (laughs) Two people walked out about 25 minutes into it. Yeah. We've never seen I've never had anybody walk out of a theater. They walked out. Yeah. And I was immediately jealous and wanted to go with them. Because Hellboy's always like a fever dream and kind of like a fairy tale. Like it's way closer to like a fairy tale than it is anything else. And this movie just misses the point. And it misses everything that makes Hellboy such a unique comic. Yeah, he's very fucking bland. I just don't... Because in, in the comics, he has enough like personality to him. He has things that kind of set him apart. But in this one, just nothing. Like, you could have... This movie could have been any other, like, demon character that you want to put. didn't even need to be a demon character. It could just be a person. And it would be the same movie with the same outcome. It could have been a can of corn. A giant can of corn trying to bring the corn apocalypse. Yeah. Probably would have been better. Where's Corn Boy? What's the last movie that had a can of corn? I don't fucking seen. know. Would that Maybe have been one movie that's had a can of corn? Uh, a Quiet Place. 
Did it have a can of corn? Yes, because when they go down in the cellar, there's all the canned stuff. You see and you canned sure corn. corn. Yeah. Okay. There's canned corn in Bird Box. I don't think there's canned corn. There's in 100% a can of corn in Bird Box. Somebody rewatch Bird Box. Give me because a if stamp. you go there and they show all the food stuff, and when they're in the food aisles, when uh, Malcolm McDowell Isn't is in the movie, is getting drunk. That's John Malkovich. Uh, Malcolm's getting drunk, and then he's he gets a thing of canned corn, looks in the camera, and says "Golden Fresh," and then he pops it open and eats it. Golden Fresh. What yeah. does that even mean? It's a tagline for canned corn. No, I don't think that's. It's true the statement. the green giant canned corn. I don't think he says golden fresh. Yeah, well, that's a good tagline. Yeah, for urine. Golden fresh. And then you pop it open and then just eat it. Who? No. When's the last time that you've, you've never eaten fucking can? eaten corn in your life? Yes, have I you? have. I love corn. You just eat it straight out of the can? Why would you not? You're a fucking animal. What? Do you fucking. Are you some kind of Neanderthal that heats cook, it up? Cook my corn. Why would yes. you cook it? It's already pre cooked. It's not. It's not like it's just got raw kernels in it. You it kind of does. No, it does not. They're pre cooked corn whatever go on hellboy so anyway the character's bland uninspired and just does things to do things well and what's sad is that i kind of called it in the theater remember the things that i called in the theater that i was right on every single one kind of i said that the daddy issues thing was going to be way way bigger and it was, it was. Huge. yeah i think a lot of things you called it's like they just briefly touched on them yeah like when you said like it'll be a wild hunt it- I mean, it's there. Yeah. But it's not really... It's not what it is. They just wanted him to fight giants and wield their sword because Hellboy can do that. Well, so that kind of goes into the positives is that I think a lot of the design for things were good. Like how the Wild Hunt costumes that they were wearing are just ripped out of the comics, which I like. Everything with Baba Yaga, while it was dumb, it looked great. Kinda. I liked the... Well, I didn't like when she... They had her just do weird contortionist stuff because that's what everybody does when they want something to be creepy. Yeah. I don't understand the point of that. But I thought actually seeing the Baba Yaga house and the inside of it and what she looked like was great. There, The one thing that I genuinely really liked was everything with Hellboy, like... When he had his horns with the sword, that looked great. And when he's flying on the giant dragon in the kind of vision of the future. But other than that, like, it's all fucking boring to look at. Mm-hmm. It was not a fun movie to watch. And that's really where Hellboy 2, like the and really the first one as well, of the Del Toro ones, why those are so beloved is because they're fun to watch and they are kind of a feast of the eyes, especially the second one. Yeah, and Ron Perlman just does such a good job of giving the character personality. Yeah, because yeah. the, the Del Toro Hellboy movies are, it's kind of like The Shining of how different the movie is to the book, but they still kind of have the same beats. It's with that with Del Toro's Hellboy, which I like his version, but it's not, it's way more overblown, if that makes sense, with like his personality stuff. Just because the comic Hellboy is so reserved and like calm. But at least it gives you someone to, like, root for. Yeah, I didn't care what happened. No, but, yeah, you don't care what's happening. And then... The witch was pointless. Have you seen Less how... threat than the Enchantress. Huh? Less oh, threat. yeah. Have you seen everything that Mila, Mila Jovovich has been talking about online? No. So she's been saying that every movie that she's been in, 
has been trash. Has been panned by critics. She makes shitty movies. But have become cult classics, and Hellboy will do the same. Yeah, because Resident Evil is a cult classic franchise, isn't it? That's what she's trying to insinuate. Okay, why doesn't she just say people like Fifth Element? Well, she did say that too. Because that's the only one. Because she's like, wow. Nobody's people, talking about cuffs. People hated Fifth Element when it came out. But guess what? It's a cult classic. And you know what? Hellboy is going to be the exact same. Yeah, the Ron Perlman ones. Not no, this Kyle. One. This one. She's Because an idiot. it's the best movie ever. I don't ever. know how she got this job. She didn't fuck the director. This is true. Hey, she might have. She might have. I don't know. Now, Resident Evil, which is what she's most known for, will never be considered a cult classic. It Maybe the is. first It one. basically already is. The first one might be good. People, oh, it's definitely. People like the other ones, though? Yes. Why? They like them. Like, that's the thing. I, people like the Resident Evil movies. Okay, liking something and saying it's a cult classic are two different things. Well, I don't know if you can consider the whole franchise as a cult classic yet, because it's still fucking going. No, it's done. Is it done? Yeah. When was the last one? I'm pretty sure the last one was a couple of years ago. I think you underestimate how many people see those movies. Well, that doesn't mean they're cult classics. A lot of people see... Yeah, that's. I just don't think those two things are relatable. What is the definition of a cult classic? Like, it just becomes, like, popular for the wrong reasons over time. Like, they didn't do well in the theater upon release, which Resident Evil's do. Mm. Uh, to me, it's not a cult classic. Okay. Cult classic is more like The Room or Birdemic. Well, apparently she thinks that Hellboy is going to become a cult classic. Well, she's wrong. And, you know, I, I feel like I've talked so much not about the plot. Because there wasn't one. And that, yeah, it's on purpose because, honestly, the plot of the movie is uh, Hellboy broods for a little bit. Which then a, a witch comes back to life. Which with f- zero fucking obstacles. Because they're like, oh, we got to go find the parts of the fucking all spark. This is goddamn Transformers, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And the King Arthur and everything. Uh, but he just goes and just gets them. Yep. There's no, like, big thing. There's no, what's his name? Fucking Steppenwolf. He had to fight people to get that shit. Well, and to be fair, in the comics, like, there's not any... Well, but it's not a, stated uh, if it was hard. For a movie. Yeah. There should be something. For a movie, there should have been him... Because he has issues getting, like, the first one. But then... We cut to him, and she's already, like, almost complete. And he's like, here's another one. And she's sitting on the couch watching TV. And then it's the... Her severed parts are flipping through the channels. And then it's like, oh, these people suck as I'm watching, like, Jersey Shore. (sighs) Come on. She should have been watching Hellboy. Would have been meta. Probably Del Toro would not have signed off on it. Are you excited for the second one with Abe? Um, Based on how much this movie has bombed, it is not going to happen. Because the current in the comics is Abe in the tube or was that a shape of shape of water? Uh, like, no, he's yeah, he's in. A it tube. looked like a shape of water tube. No, they uh, they find him in the tube. Okay, because that's probably the best Hellboy sequel, Shape of Water. Yeah, that's just fuck Abe fucking. Mm-hmm. That's all that movie is. I love that movie though. Yeah, the so we have it's Hellboy. He needs to go stop the Queen of Blood. That they don't even like go into what she does. She's just like all powerful. Well, she starts a plague. Yeah. But then the next shot is people just walking down the street. Like After they're happening. like, there's a plague, national, or not national, global emergency, mm-hmm. and then the next shot's just people outside going about their daily lives. Motherfucker, there's a plague. 
people's heads are exploding because they just put the gore in so they could get the rating. Yeah. It wasn't necessary at all in a single scene. Well, also, I'm I'm telling you, I think this movie was originally going to be in 3D because of there were so many of like the things flying at you of like people's like eyeballs flying at you that it, it had to be an attempt, yeah. intentional for that. Yeah, because so Hellboy gets Excalibur and then immediately that because again it's not stated in it and it's not true in the comics of as soon as he gets Excalibur in his hands then he becomes the bringer of the apocalypse and then demons start coming out of hell which was ridiculous because it doesn't make sense in the law in like the laws of the movie it does not make sense no because they there's nothing stated to him of like hey so you're the descendant of king arthur so only you can take excalibur from the from the stone and they're like cool and then he takes from the stone and then demons pop out well there's other than the opening narration they never even mention that stuff until the end mhm if you do the opening narration, that means the movie's going to build on that. It doesn't. It goes from the King Arthur opening narration about whatever the witch's name mm-hmm. is to him in a wrestling ring fighting a vampire, Luchador. So that was so it's the opening bizarre. scene of the movie. So for a non-comic reader of those, I had no idea who this person was. I didn't know why he was there. I didn't know why, what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And then... That's just the opening. It goes nowhere. It served no purpose. It built. No, it starts you confused, mm-hmm. and then it just didn't let up. Well, because they put it there because they thought that it was going to like be a fun way to get you interested in Hellboy as a character. We just watched him get his ass kicked. I don't know why Hellboy in Mexico made it into this movie. That's supposed to be a Wild Hunt adaptation. The only Wild Hunt thing was the Giants, right? No, because the Wild Hunt covers the actual, like, the Wild Hunt, as well as everything that has to do with Excalibur. Okay. So it was a very loose adaptation of the Wild Hunt story. It was just there for comic fans to go, I know that. I know that. Look at that. I remember what issue that is. But then they also, like, pepper in, yeah, like, Hellboy in Mexico... There's Seed of Destruction stuff going on. There's Lobster Johnson, which is another of the only things that I like in the movie. And then there's like 90 other things that they try to fucking do, and none of it works. It's all terrible. Well, and also, one thing that really kind of sucks is that... So in the comics, one thing that Mike Mignola has always done, which I really enjoy, is how seriously he takes making the folklore that's in the comic accurate to the real world folklore. Like, to the point of what he'll call historians about folklore in different areas to make sure that everything lines up. But this movie does not at all and just, like, throws everything out the window and changes shit that is really interesting in the comics to make it the most boring and dull shit in the movie. Like, everything with the pig guy. Yeah, I didn't care about him. Yeah, well, you should care about him because he has an interesting story in the comics. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about the witch. Again, interesting story in the comics. In the movie, no one gives a shit. Didn't care about the giants and those group of British people that tried to kill him. Again, all that stuff's interesting. They just die. They take everything that in the comics is interesting and make it the blandest possible way that you can in the movie. Baba Yaga is... Fell out of place. Yeah, because it's so whimsical and like fantasy. 
felt really out of place. Well, and one thing that I've seen that's been interesting is the negative reaction from people that live in Ireland and Scotland. Okay. Because these folklores that they're dealing with are local folklore that Mike Mignola has taken great lengths to make in the comics super accurate and respectful to the source folklore. But in this movie, they did not at all. And people are like, yo, fuck this movie because you took a really big... Because that character also is like a really big folklore character. What character? The uh, the pig guy. Okay. Because I can't remember. like His name's like a Gaelic name. Because all of Irish folklore is people... They, everything folklore-wise starts out as a person, and then something happens to where they become like a fairy. So the whole story with him is that he was a, a man who was in love with this queen and gets turned into the fairy. Grelgok? Yes, I think so. Uh, yeah, I that know. sounds about right. And it's really interesting. And then also people are like, hey, so you just took an Irish fairy tale that's very well known and you had him say like really ridiculous dialogue that says fuck every word and acts like a drunken irish guy i'm not gonna read this article but i just want to read you the title oh god it's a spoiler filled breakdown of hellboy's complicated ending complicated ending how the fuck is the ending i just i was looking up the name of that character and saw an article that said hellboy ending explained what what is there to explain it's pretty cut and dry it's very cut and dry and in case you didn't get it they tell you at the beginning of the fucking movie which is great this is what's going to happen at the end of our movie now sit here through and that movie should have ended way earlier than it did it was so fucking long and it was so boring i hated everything about it i feel like bum talking about it i don't even feel good talking about this movie the character of alice what was her accent supposed to be she's supposed to be irish is that her actual accent because i don't it, think so it came and went a lot I i'm thought. pretty sure that that's a british actress because that's another thing is that people are like hey why don't you just why didn't you actually hire an irish actress if, if i can got becky lynch in there yeah it would have been fine especially because alice isn't really like the biggest side character that's not true i watched the movie well in the, in the movie she is because Alice, and and also, fuck, I totally forgot to talk about this. This is a great time to talk about it. Another thing with Hellboy is that he doesn't always just shoot people or punch them. He uses a lot of different, he's like a Batman of different occult Yeah, he things. used a giant sword. I watched him pick it up. <laughs> like, he uses the uh, the iron horseshoe in this. But then they didn't go into them like having, he has like garlic, which he would have used on the vampire. He has a crucifix, which again, he would have used on the vampire. Um, he has different. The referee used one. The referee used one. Why did one. the referee have a crucifix? I don't know. It's Mexico. They're all Catholic. That, I, I think just... that's all that they were trying to insinuate. Oh, uh, so it's racist. Yeah, I just, I, I don't, I don't get, I, I, I hated everything, Kyle. I hated it all. Because. It was insulting as a fan of the comics. It was insulting as a fan of movies. Because not only did you get everything wrong from the source material. You said nothing. There's a bunch of nothing on that screen. You have done not even like the least work that you could do on a movie. You just didn't do anything. This movie is like if you took a Family Guy episode and edited it to where it's just the cutaways. 
and said that that was an episode. It's like, well, I mean, things happened, but they didn't go together, and I don't really know what happened in the end. Well, and then how jarring all the cuts were that went into each other. Yeah, because they cut things to where, like when he's fighting the giants, he'll be fighting, and then it pans over to another giant, and he's up there fighting that. So it's like a pan and cut at the same time. And I'm like, Does, is he yodeling around there? I, I thought that was dumb. Things would cut mid-sentence into like very loud music and a different set piece. Really bad music. Constantly. Oh, and it had that big title card would come up for the new places. Every single time. I was like, what? why? He went to this place just to be like, I got a butthole. Or whatever. That's kind of what I thought he said every time. Because I couldn't fucking understand him. Uh-huh. All the times. And then he'd go back to this other place. I'm like, why Why was he in Greece or wherever? I don't... I didn't get it. Well, yeah, because, you know, with the... Going back to the comics, you know, all these places, the set piece... Like, he does travel around the world, but the stories are self-contained in those areas. I don't know why they have In the world so much of Hellboy, too, is it just normal... Because people aren't like, oh my god, what's that? Yeah, so that's weird because Hellboy... Are you talking about like any... Just him just interacting in the general society. Uh, no, he doesn't really do that because he because looks like a, a fucking giant fucking demon. demon. Yeah. But in this, he's just going to bars and hanging out. That was out. really weird. And I was like, well, is this just normal in this world? In that movie world, I But I never I guess. saw anyone else... Well, also, what's ridiculous that. is that he does, like, he, he's in Mexico, and he's just hanging out, and everything's fine, but then when he's at Alice's apartment, the BPRD has to stage a giant, like, SWAT thing to keep people away so they don't see him. Okay, and they do that. Yeah. That didn't make sense to me, now that makes sense. Uh-huh. Because I was like, why did his dad just that, have all these people? That's what it was, it was because they were blocking off so people couldn't see him. But he, but he was literally just in Mexico hanging out. He was at a bar. Yeah. He's, so that didn't make sense. Yeah. Or when he's just walking around like London. Yeah. When they're going to the secret headquarters. Yeah, he's just walking. He's just walking around. Nobody gives a shit. That was very jarring to me. It's weird, and it doesn't. It'd be like if in Ninja Turtles they just walked around. Yeah, and everybody was just cool. With they them. just went to Pizza Hut and ordered pizza, and like no one thought anything of it. The only time there was a gasp was at the beginning in the wrestling thing. Yeah. But considering it was the very beginning of the movie and their gasp was far worse for the vampire guy, it was more like, are they shocked at what he looks like or shocked that he's really here? Yeah. Like he's like some big legendary guy. I mean, I think that's what they're trying to it, like, I was glad for the Nazi flashback, though, when we found out that Hellboy was in the Ark of the Covenant. Like, that was really <laughs> nice. So, you know what really sucked about the flashback is that that's, like, the best part of the movie. Because everything looked fucking awesome. And Lobster Johnson shows up, and it's amazing. Even though that actually didn't happen in the comics, but I liked it. Cause Lob- so, a-, a point of that I loved is Lobster Johnson. Because well, I know... You- a lot of that has to do with the actor, I'm assuming. It has to do with the actor and just how wonderful that interpretation was. Because Lobster Johnson is just a, he's like Judge Dredd mixed with Dick Tracy in like a pulp. But he fell out of place in the movie. He did fell out. And it sucks because it would have been great if the movie tonally would have been like that. Yeah, he he's 
has a brand on his hand that's a lobster claw, and he tells people to taste the claw. It's amazing. Lobster Johnson's fucking awesome, and I was so happy that he was in the movie. Another thing that was kind of interesting is that at the end credit scene, uh, Lobster Johnson sees Hellboy because Lobster Johnson becomes a ghost, and then he keeps fighting crime even after the grave. I wish that was touched on a little bit more, but because that's more interesting than the entire movie that was happening. Yeah, nothing. There was nothing. Everything that was interesting was talked about for 20 seconds. If that. So another thing is that I want to talk about that's not necessarily movie related, but it's the studio behind it related, is how much Lionsgate lied to everyone. About? Mike Mignola did not write the script. Mike Mignola also did not visit the set, nor talk to the director, nor talk to the producer, or anyone except for David Harbour. And Lionsgate said that he did? Yes. The whole thing with it was that this was supposed to be, and I quote, because remember, I brought this quote up when I talked about this movie when it first got announced, that this will be the closest adaptation to the comics. And they were like, guess what? Mike McNola is writing the motherfucking screenplay, and he is going to be so involved, and this is going to be comic-accurate movie. It was, right? Well, that was a fucking lie because Mike Mignola helped write one of the scripts for this movie. Another thing is that there were like 15 scripts written for this movie. I could tell. They just took parts from all of them. Yeah, like I, I, I forget the exact amount of scripts that are actually like existed for this movie. But because it was in an interview with Mike Mignola that just came out. And it's kind of an interesting interview because he's not... Obviously, he wants the movie to do well because he'll get money out of it. He's, he's, you know, he's taking a big paycheck from letting them you know, use his work. So, obviously, they're like, hey, did you see the scores for Hellboy and how shit it is? And he's like, no, I haven't looked at it yet. And they're like, do you think you're going to like the movie when you finally watch it? And he's like, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be good. Give me money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... But what they talk about is they ask him about that, about how that they said, you know, Lionsgate said that he wrote the script for it and everything. And what he said was very shocking. So he did, in fact, write a script for it. When he watched the movie, there is one thing that he remembers that was actually that he wrote in the script, in the movie. So of the entire movie... The only part that was written by Mike Mignola was Baba Yaga cursing Hellboy when he leaves the house. That's it. That is literally it. That's probably the best scene. So saying that Mike Mignola was involved is a fucking blatant I mean, if he wrote a scene, that's involvement. Well, but, I mean, come on. Like, that was the whole thing. And why it really, like, angers me is because I was excited for... A comic accurate Hellboy. You were because, really fucking excited for this movie. Huh? You were really I excited. know I was really fucking excited. And that's kind of why I'm so fucking just mad. Because it's like... Which is worse? This or X-Men Apocalypse? <sighs> that's hard. Because I think honestly this. And the reason why is... Ah, fuck. I don't know. I think this. Because I literally am like bummed talking about this movie. Like, that's, like, it bums me out when I think about this movie. 
because it's it's like X-Men. It's something that I love a lot and it's really important to me that just got shit on and everything that is good about the comics was left out. But uh, you liked Mad Max Fury Road, though. Holy fucking shit. So I was on Reddit, right? This is a shout out to the Hellboy Reddit because all y'all motherfucking marks out here need to understand that just because we all like Hellboy doesn't mean that we can just blindly like this shit show of a movie. Because this guy said, I'll fucking pull this shit up. I'm pulling this motherfucking shit up. You getting called the fuck out. Okay, so I'm on the Hellboy Reddit. Shout outs to our fucking slash Hellboy. So the the quote, it says really fun movie, honestly. And this guy that's like, haha, you know, uh, guys that wear newsboy caps aren't going to call it a film. Uh, haha, you're just using the fucking fallacy that only true fans are going to like the Hellboy movie. Fucking. So we hit the bottom here. This motherfucker, Dread1367, you can eat my whole asshole. Because your dumbass just said the fucking Mad Max Fury Road has the same goddamn faults that Hellboy has. So why the fuck is Mad Max considered a great film, but Hellboy is not considered a great film? You fucking... You dumb motherfucker. How in the world do you think that Hellboy is comparable to Mad Max? Why well, I mean, Were you dropped 17 times as a child? What the fuck is wrong with you? I think they're pretty similar. Did you watch Mad Max? Or did you just watch some kind of like YouTube synopsis of the movie? Yeah, one that had a cohesive story from beginning to end. Had character development, character motivation. And is one of like literally one of the greatest movies of all time. It was filmed great. The editing was fantastic. The soundtrack worked. You know what? You know what, Kyle? Here's the thing. Like, on the Reddit, I could literally do a whole episode just bashing these fucking idiots on this Reddit because I don't understand. This is coming from someone that's such a huge fan of the comic. I don't understand why you're okay with the character just getting fucking flayed open on the screen and everything that you love is dead. Why are you okay with that if it just has the fucking name attached to it? That's why. It's ridiculous because you're just being blinded by your like consumeristic ideals of brand loyalty to Hellboy to where when some company that knows nothing about the source material and doesn't give a fuck about you just wants your dumb grubby money that you slam at the theater screen because you got a fucking BPRD tattoo and you jerk off every day to Liz Sherman. You fucking idiots. God, I hate everyone on this fucking Reddit. I cannot believe that any of you people like this movie. Are we going to post this on that Reddit? I'll fucking post it on the goddamn Reddit. I'll fucking shout out. Hey, what's up? User DART98. Yeah, it's not fucking worth it. You fucking I hate all of you. It's not enjoyable. You stuck to your guns and kept your head up for it because your fucking dumbass thought that you were going to like this movie because it's a Hellboy movie. And it's not funny. Right here, not all the jokes landed, and some jokes went on too long because they're rambling on jokes. That's right. <laughs> I don't think any went on too long, but none of them were funny. Yeah, I think you chuckled at one point. And I gave, I got mad at you. 
I got mad at you for enjoying it. Shout outs to r slash Hellboy. You just pissed off the whole community. I don't care. Because I just, I don't understand why that you can just. You're, we a, live member. Such, You're a member of that subreddit. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> we live such short lives. Why would you want to deal with mediocrity and just shit? I think that's mainstream film in general anymore. I just That's my hipster stance. Yeah. There are I, good movies out there. They're just not mainstream. Like you're just constantly making excuses for why a bad product. I mean, X-Men had the same thing. Suicide Squad had the same thing. Yeah. I. That's my big thing with Suicide Squad. And I was talking to somebody at work about it. And I was like, go read New 52. Because they're like, I thought the movie was good. Mm-hmm. They read the first issue and they go, I get it. Yeah. I was like, there's so much more to the characters, and they're because they're like they don't actually like each other. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, they don't. They do not. So it's they got it from one issue of my problems with it. Too bad you don't get a Swamp Thing movie now to be pissed about. True, this is true. I'm kind of just a, I want everything that I like to just stop being <laughs> well, adapted and everything. Phoenix is on its way. Well, yeah, but that I already know that that's just going to be a shit show. It's not going to be good in any way, shape, or form. And then that's like it. You know, we're good. Everything that I love has been adapted and shit No, on. not yet. There's other things you love, I'm sure. <sighs> Detective Pikachu is still coming out. True. I do love me some Pokemon. <laughs> that movie's it. got potential oh, to be uh, not good. I don't think you would be upset, though, that they fuck up Pokemon lore. True. Because it's Pokemon. It's, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the end of it because this movie just bums me out talking about it and okay. it sucks. And I'm just g- gonna give it a uh, solid point seven because I didn't enjoy anything, mm-hmm. and it's common point complaint. Even if this was a good comic adaptation, it wasn't a good movie. And this is a huge complaint I always have. Like Warcraft, people said, "Oh, it was a good Warcraft movie." It wasn't a good movie though. I think if a movie's in a theater, it should not cater to a specific audience and be still be considered a good film you shouldn't have to come into a standalone film with prior knowledge and this one you absolutely they don't explain hellboy or his background or why you should care or well they explain his background in the very in the just exposition well that's like his big arc though but like why should we care about it what is it is he a good guy is he a bad guy I mean, I knew, but it's like you're just thrown into him fighting stuff, and they never really establish anything with him or the other characters. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I thought it sucked. On to the next, whatever it is. Um. By the way, to date this, I think Glass comes out on DVD next week. I think it's out. Is it? I'm pretty sure it's out. You know what that means? I saw it on the family video board right next to their CBD oil. <laughs> you know what that means? Are we going to watch Glass? We have to watch Glass. Yo, shout outs. Shout out Stanley Mario. Uh, what are you doing? Your opinion sucks. Uh, I hate all of you. What this whole you? thread sucks. Uh, Hellboy sucks. I thought we were I done. I hate everything. It's over. I'm burning all my graphic novels. End it. <laughs>